Good evening, and welcome to St. Mary of the Mount of the Southside and Mount Washington Parish community as we celebrate the third Sunday of Advent. Assisting us today, our lector is Peggy Testa. Serving as your musician, my name is Thomas Conroy, and our presider is Father Michael. spring from on high and cheer us by your drawing nigh disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadow put to flight rejoice Rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to you, O Israel. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And with your spirit. Again, welcome to all of you here as we're gathering um, in safety and care for one another, as well as gathering on our uh, podcast. As we're gathering, we're celebrating this third Sunday in our Advent journey. And so we have lit the third candle, which is the pink candle. And again, I could be wearing pink vestments right now, but I chose not to because I forgot my sunglasses. Um, so, but it's also uh, called Gaudete Sunday, which means rejoice. And so we once again, uh, use prayer and meditation uh, on our Advent wreath as we prepare and rejoice. As we light this third candle with great joy, O oh God, this year has taught us much about what waiting is. We have waited in lines. We have waited to hug. We've waited for a vaccine that will restore us to full freedom. Each day we wait for the second coming of the Lord. You will bring freedom, justice, and peace. Until that time, may the image of the vulnerable, helpless infant in the manger remind us that the gift of your love moves deeply within those places in our lives 
where we feel vulnerable and helpless. Christ child, let us make room for you. Amen. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison. Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison. Gathering our prayers together, let us pray. O God, who see how your people faithfully await the feast of the Lord's nativity, enable us, we pray, to obtain the joy of so great salvation, to celebrate them always with solemn worship and glad rejoicing. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Let us be seated and attentive to God's word. From the book of the prophet Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord and a day of vindication by our God. I rejoice heartily in the Lord. In my God is the joy of my soul. For he has clothed me with a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice. Like a bridegroom adorned with a diadem, like a bride bedecked with her jewels, as the earth brings forth its plants and a garden makes its growth spring up, so will the Lord of God make justice and praise spring up before all the nations. The word of the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. My soul rejoices in my God. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior for he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. My soul rejoices in my God. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. My soul rejoices in my God. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. For he has come to the help of his servant Israel and remembered his promise of mercy. My soul rejoices in my God. This is from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. Test everything, retain what is good, refrain from every kind of evil. May the God of peace make you perfectly holy 
and may you entirely, spirit, soul, and body, be preserved blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will also accomplish it. The word of the Lord. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. Alleluia, alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. With your spirit. This is from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, what are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. So they said to him, who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, make straight the way of the Lord. As Isaiah the prophet said, some Pharisees were also sent, and they asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I have baptized with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The first part of this homily is gonna sound a little bit obscure to you and make you wonder why are you saying this, but hopefully you'll understand as I tie it in at the end or the middle, or somewhere. <laughs> there was a document written by the Vatican during uh, 
now Saint John Paul, Pope John Paul II's, uh, as he was Pope, and it was a document that was to guide the formation of clergy and seminaries, to guide seminaries. And it was called, I Will Give You Shepherds. And within that document, it really broke down uh, what it means to be formed and what it means to form a priest, particularly. And it broke it into four different categories or pillars of formation. It was the human formation. It was the spiritual formation. It was the intellectual formation and the pastoral formation. After that document was released to uh, inform, again, the entire church of the world about how to form clergy uh, and continue to form them, as well as to guide what happens in our seminaries, uh, the Catholic bishops of the United States wrote a document about how to apply that here in the United States. And it was just called the, 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 the Program for Priestly Formation. And it was released by the, the USCCB or the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. But there's a line in there that talks about how human formation of those four pillars, the reason it's first, human, intellectual, spiritual, pastoral, human is the first of those. And basically they said everything builds on and depends upon the human formation. And they summarized human formation in a few beautiful, in this one beautiful little line that says human formation unfolds in a threefold process of self-knowledge, self-acceptance, and self-gift. That's the foundation of human formation. It unfolds in that threefold process. Beautiful, such a profound line. Self-knowledge, self-acceptance, and self-gift. Now, why am I sharing that with you about priestly formation and seminary formation? Because really, it's not just about what it means for me and how I was supposed to be formed. And I can't guarantee that that was great, right? But, so you can decide that on your own. But, so, so, but that sense of uh, priestly formation or seminary formation, that really was also about what it means to be a human being who is called to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and what it means to try to develop and understand what a vocation is what a call is. And we know that each and every one of us is called to uh, follow in Christ's footsteps and is called to something in this body of Christ, this place that we call the church in our time and place. And so it's not just about priests, it's also about Christians. And really, everything of who we are builds upon that which is our humanity. And the more we can come to a deeper sense of self-knowledge, self-acceptance, and self-gift, the more we're able to understand and live our vocation in our time and place uh, within our world, within our lives, within our family, which, which, wherever you and I are called, as we're called here and now uh, in these parish communities and, and and in wherever we are working, living, relationships, dynamics, all the systems of life around us right now. 
Also, I say that because we're in Advent, right? And we are preparing for, and of course this weekend, rejoicing because we're drawing ever so close, to the celebration of what? God becoming part of our very humanity. Part of the substance of who we are. And, as I'm going to quote somebody who I don't usually quote, but is a very quotable quote of his, St. Thomas Aquinas actually said that grace builds upon nature. And so our humanity, who we are, our emotions, our understanding of relationships, our understanding of self-sexually, our understanding of our gifts and our brokenness and our patterns, that's what God builds upon to build his kingdom and to share as we wait in hope during this Advent season, not only for the celebration of his first coming, the incarnation, God becoming a very part of our very humanity, and the grace that is a part of your life and mine, but also hoping and waiting for the completement, the completion and the fulfillment of that very kingdom of God. Hoping, waiting, rejoicing. Now, we've been hearing about John the Baptist, right? Last weekend, we heard from John the Baptist. It's in Mark's gospel. This weekend, we're hearing from John the Baptist in John's gospel. So almost every uh, Advent journey, we hear two weekends of John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist sounds like an extremely strong character, and he's manifest as a very strong character within the gospel passages. As a matter of fact, today, he has such strength as people come to him and ask him, who are you, right? What are you about? What is your vocation really? And they have all kinds of ideas of who he is and what they think he is or should be, and he denies all of those because he has a deep sense of self-awareness, self-acceptance, and a self-gift. And so, but he, a lot of that we hear in the gospel passage is probably 2020 in the rearview mirror. It's probably hindsight 2020. The gospel passages that we hear proclaimed are gospel passages that were written decades after Christ died, rose, came back, sent forth his spirit, and was lived within the context of Christian communities for decades. That's where we get the gospel passages from much, much later than that. And so did, did John the Baptist in his life fully understand and know who he was, what his vocation was, how he was called to live, his, his own gifts and, and, and shortcomings, and then to, to share those with others for God's kingdom? It sounds like it is if we just listen to John today, but if you hear the other passages about John the Baptist and who he was and his character, you hear passages like at the end of his life, when he was ready actually to be killed and in prison, he sends disciples to Jesus and says, are you the one or is there others? You know, should we wait for another? Are you really the Messiah? Even though we hear today, I've come, I'm not the light, I've come to testify to the light. By the end of his journey, did he have like these questions like, did I really live my call, my vocation? Did I really fulfill what I was supposed to be doing in this world? Did I really prepare the way of Christ and help make straight the past? Or was I a failure? Right? Or was I a failure? That's the beauty, the strength, and probably the reality of who John the Baptist was in his own understanding of his call and his vocation. The understanding of our humanity and our individual call and vocation and self-gift 
is, is an unfolding process. It is something that is a lifelong understanding of continued self-awareness, self-knowledge, a continued uh, acceptance and unacceptance of our, our gifts, our sinfulness, our, our, our weaknesses and our shortcomings. And it's a constant process of giving and learning to share that which we are, not that which we are not. <laughs> We've been uh, talking about our community covenant and our community covenant is, uh, uh, again, it's a vision and it's a hope and it's a, a, a direction for what can be a vibrant, inclusive community as we're coming together uh, now as the new Mary Queen of Peace. And in that community covenant, we've already gone through the first two, which is we pray. The second one, we invite. And now we're introducing we serve. And service has to do with a deep understanding of who we are, our humanity, and our vocation. A sense that God works in and through each of us and us collectively within our own time and place. It's a really, we serve, is about a sense of self-knowledge, acceptance, and gift and sharing who we are and what we are and taking our own unique place within the body of Christ, within the pattern of the history of salvation as we as God's people in Advent wait and hope for the power and the presence of the incarnation and the fullness of his kingdom to come. It is the lifelong process of learning what it means to serve, built upon who we are and our humanity. God's presence, God's kingdom, God's incarnation is more fully realized upon your and my humanity. Knowledge, acceptance, and self-gift as we serve. Trusting the power of God to set us free, uh, we bring these needs and prayers of petition. Our response is, come Lord Jesus. For all of us in isolation, that we may find companionship with God through the scriptures, recall with gratitude all who are significant in our lives and encourage others who are alone, we pray. For the healing of our nation and for the grace to work together for the common good, we pray. Come, Lord Jesus. For our nation and the world, still struggling under the weight of COVID, that God's healing love will touch us, relieve our suffering, and restore health, we pray. Come, Lord Jesus. For the grace this week to recognize the presence of Christ in the midst of our daily routines, we pray. Come, Lord Jesus. We remember all parishioners and friends on our prayer list as we ask God to comfort them and ease their pain and suffering, we pray. Come, Lord Jesus. 
for all those who have died in our parish community, especially Anthony Orlando, Anna Mae Reedy, Anna Stakowitz, and Bernice Teschke. May they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Come, Lord Jesus. We remember today the deceased members of the Amaditz, Rittmeyer, and Ish families, and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. Come, Lord Jesus. Prayer for unity. We raise our voices to the most blessed Virgin Mary, our mother, and to her most glorious son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community united in the spirit. In your name, we pray, amen. Trusting in the kingdom of God at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom and the power are yours. You said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with all of you. And with your spirit. We turn and offer to each other some sign of Christ's peace. For those celebrating virtually, we offer an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Couple of parish announcements. Christmas sign up and schedule available in today's bulletin as well as on our website. We are requiring people to sign up ahead of time. Advent lessons and carols are available on our YouTube channel and on our parish website. There will also be a Christmas lessons and carols released soon and it is also interpreted in American Sign Language. 
We are actually hosting a Christmas concert this year, the Christmas Brass, but it will take, take place virtually only. It will be on December 20th, next Sunday at 3 p.m. You'll have to tune in to the YouTube channel for that event. This Christmas season, among other things, we'd like to include photos of our parish families in our grouping so that we can actually fill the pews, <laughs> at least the ones that are marked off with people and photos. So you can drop those photos off uh, at the parish administrative center, the education center here on Grandview, or email them to the parishes, to the parish. We implore your mercy, Lord, that this divine sustenance may cleanse us of our faults and prepare us for the coming feast. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and proclaim the gospel of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. All rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe and please know that we are always praying for you. Wait for the Lord whose day is Rejoice in the Lord always, God is at home.